most people don't realize that when you put your money in a bank, it doesn't just sit there. It goes back out in the world and it finances things. And sometimes it finances great stuff like roads or schools or small businesses, but it can also go out and finance a fracking well. Welcome to Hey Change, a place where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. If you are ready to become a climate optimist and to see the world from a new set of eyes, you have come to the right place. I am so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to begin. So let's dive in. Let's embrace some change. About a year ago, I learned something that I had no clue about. I learned that the money in my bank was out doing some dirty work and that the bank that I was with was supporting some really bad industries like drilling, tar sand projects and fracking for oil. It was so mind-blowing and eye-opening to me that here I am, trying all I can to lower my footprint and I was indirectly fueling the fire to those fossil fuel projects that I hate so much. So I decided to break up with my bank, a nudge from my friends at Women Power Our Planet. And when I shared about this on my Instagram, it gained a lot of attention. Many of you reached out to me afterwards and said that, first of all, you had no clue about this either. And secondly, you were asking me for advice on what to do. So I'm thrilled to introduce to you today's guest. Benjamin Stewart is Chief Marketing Officer at Bank of the West and an expert on this topic. Bank of the West are redefining banking for a better future by focusing on areas they believe can have a real impact, like supporting green energy and helping women in business. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but moving your money to a different bank can be one of the most effective ways to make an impact today. And don't take my word for it. There are celebrities out there like Jane Fonda pushing this message with her Fire Drill Fridays. There's even a social movement right now started by 350.org called Move the Money Pipeline. In other words, empower yourself beyond your shopping habits and track your money. Is your bank funding things you don't want to support? And if so, how do you go about changing your bank for a better one? In the show notes, I'll include the most recent report on the world's banks and who is funding what. So I highly recommend taking a peek at that afterwards. But for now, I cannot wait to get started. So let's dive in. This is Benjamin Stewart from Bank of the West. Ben, how are things in your part of the world? Well, uh, today it's a little cloudy. I'm here in uh, Marin County, north of San Francisco, uh, but every day is beautiful here, and I just feel very blessed that I have access to the trails and the mountains of Marin County every day, but uh, just getting by, and every day I'm just thankful that A, I've got a job, and B, I'm healthy. One of my guilty pleasures, and obviously Marin County is the birthplace of mountain biking, so it pains me to say this, but I bought an electric mountain bike, and it has allowed allowed me every day at the end of the day to go out and really, really explore the trails and mountains around um, the Marin Headlands and the Pacific Ocean, and it's just been a spectacular way because the beaches are closed, but if you can run, bike, or hike there, they are open to people there. So it's really given me an opportunity to to see 
some beaches and some coves that are ostensibly inaccessible if you uh, if you don't if you're not an ultra runner or uh, or have an electric bike. So that's been one of my big parts of uh, keeping some sanity during this, just being able to get out every single day and get away from the house where I do Zoom calls and conference calls all day. It all sounds magical, Ben. I'm really just jealous. Marin County is such a wonderful, beautiful place, and I do miss it a lot, and all the hikes that my husband and I would take all the time we lived in San Francisco, so enjoy it for me too, please. And to today's topic, because we're about to talk about something very interesting, and I think a big topic in many people's life, money. And what's becoming fairly common is the term vote with your dollar. And I think people are really starting to understand that we need to support goods and services that are sustainable and ethical and socially responsible and learning how to consciously spend your money. But what most people don't know is that we also need to keep an eye on our money when it's just sitting in our banks. Because, and this might come as a surprise to some, but our money isn't just sitting there. It's actually out in the world doing stuff. And this is where you come in, Ben, because you are an expert on this topic. So please enlighten us. What is my money doing when I put it in my bank? Well, that's, that's, a, that's been a really big epiphany, not just for consumers, but also for businesses. And most people don't realize that when you put your money in a bank, it doesn't just sit there. 90 cents of every dollar that gets deposited into a bank goes back out in the world and it finances things. And sometimes it finances great stuff like roads or schools or small businesses, but it can also go out and finance a fracking well Mm -hmm. or uh, an oil well in an Arctic refuge or a tar sands pipeline. And so I think it's really important for people to realize that just as when they're worrying about composting, they're worrying about recycling, they're worrying about a refillable water bottle, they should also worry about what their money's doing. And to give you just a sense of how much money, banks hold about $100 trillion in deposits. And that money has incredible power to do things that are harmful to the planet but it can also have tremendous power to accelerate change in society and accelerate things like renewable energy. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it's my mission to really highlight the role that, that money and finance plays in climate change and in the world at large. What really baffled me when I first learned about all this, because I'm one of those people, right? I'm trying to recycle best I can. I compost my food. I buy second hand. And I continuously raise awareness on all these things on social media. So I really thought that here I am doing all I can. But at the same time, I had no idea what my money is doing in my bank. And it's not only that I'm you know, investing money into something, but I have no idea that I'm indirectly supporting things just by having my money in my bank. And that's just eye-opening to me. So can you give us some examples? What are projects and industries that major banks are funding right now that is not good for the planet? Well, I, I think one of the things is, you know, the U.S. as a country is, is, a, is pretty good. It's incredibly innovative. We're the technology hub of the world in many ways. We're the renewable energy hub of the world in many ways. But unfortunately, the three largest banks in our country are the three dirtiest fossil fuel banks on the planet. Their only competition for being dirtier than themselves are Chinese banks, 
that literally have no restrictions. And so some of the things that they're funding are, are some of the most harmful means of extracting the last bits of fossil fuel on our planet. So things like fracking, things like coal, tar sands exploration. If you're not familiar with the tar sands, is tar sands essentially there are big tar pits in Canada that have oil, but it, that oil is trapped inside sand. And so what they do is they strip mine the land, squeeze the sand out, and then they transport the oil in these massive pipelines down through Canada into the U.S. Uh, there's Arctic drilling wells. And there's even something like tobacco. And you might think, oh, tobacco, lung cancer, it's bad for you. But even the tobacco industry, they produce 4.5 trillion, trillion with a T, cigarette butts every single year. Mm. And they're almost all made of plastic, which is essentially a microplastic that is the number one most littered item on the planet. And almost every form of sea life that you do an autopsy or a necropsy on has some form of cigarette butt in its stomach. One third of sea turtles have cigarette butt microplastic in its stomach. 70% of all seabirds do. Plastics acidify the ocean. They bleach coral reefs. So it's not just on land with fossil fuels. It's in the water with plastics. And so there are quite a few industries that when you put $100 in the bank, 90 cents is going back out. And it's really important to know what that 90 cents is funding. This might be a dumb question, but... Why are banks investing in these things? You know, there's, there's actually two different points of view here. One, one point of view is that these industries are legal. And so if they're legal, banks should be allowed to finance them. The other point of view is that there's quite a bit of money. You know, uh, Exxon Mobil at one point was one of the most profitable companies on the planet. So there's also money to be made there. But there's also the other point of view that banks have a responsibility not to be neutral in the face of climate change and that banks need to be taking a stand and accelerating change in society, particularly when it comes to the climate and energy transition. And this is, this is where European banks have really stood head and shoulders and have been incredible leaders in this space is that so many of the European banks have taken a very strong stand and changed their financing policies ahead of this. And I think there's an opportunity for U.S. banks to do the same. Do you think the U.S. politics have anything to do with the fact that U.S. banks aren't further along? I think for sure uh, that politics play a role, that whether it's politics with a capital P or a lowercase p, but I think the, the power of lobbies is very, very well known. The power of campaign finance donations is very, very well known. And so, yes, I think to, to say that politics don't play a role would be uh, naive and inaccurate. Luckily, there are better banks out there, and you work for one of them, Bank of the West. Can you tell us what makes your bank different than many other banks? Well, for us, I mean, there's probably three things that make us different from, uh, from most banks. I think first is the environmental stance that this bank has taken. We have the strongest environmental policies of any major U.S. bank. And I've talked about a lot of this already. You know, we, we, uh, we have financing policies that restrict everything from coal to fracking to tar sands to Arctic drilling to tobacco to palm oil production to certain types of fishing nets that are destructive to marine life, even wood pulp production. So we have quite a few policies in place that are designed to 
address climate change and ensure that the planet has the appropriate level of biodiversity. So I would say definitely from an environmental stance, our bank is fundamentally different. Second is we have an incredible commitment to diversity and that diversity starts with our CEO, Nandita Bakshi. She's one of only 2% of female bank CEOs worldwide, but she's also a female immigrant of color. And she leads an executive team that is a third women, a third people of color, and collectively we speak 11 languages. So we, we have quite a few diversity credentials in our corner. We received 100% score from the human rights campaign on LGBT equality. So diversity is something that we think is incredibly important and gives us an advantage over other banks uh, that tend to be a bit more homogenous. And then finally, our bank is part of one of the largest banks in Europe, BNP Paribas, and an absolute standout leader when it comes to the environment and it comes to social justice. And that bank operates in 72 countries around the world. Uh, and that gives us a very, very unique view. It creates a very great staff mix for us in terms of the type of employees that we attract. So I would say what we say is the three things that make us different are sustainability, diversity, and global purview. And that makes us very, very different from your traditional large domestic bank that you see on average street corner in the U.S. That just makes me feel like diversity and environmental progress really go hand in hand. I think because you have such a diverse board, it's also why you think so differently about things. And I do think we need to see a lot more diversity in all aspects of society, because that is when you end up with a product just like Bank of the West. So first of all, thank you. I love to know that there are better banks out there so that my money doesn't have to fuel dirty industries like tobacco and oil. And so for anyone who's listening right now and who's thinking, oh snap, my money is probably most definitely out there doing some dirty work because I am with one of those bigger banks. How can someone go about changing their banks to a different one? Well, opening up a new bank account is super easy. And even in this time of COVID, when we're all sheltering in place for the most part, you could probably do it uh, with a glass of wine in about 20 minutes. It's quite easy to switch your bank account. And then in terms of moving your money, all you really do is ask your employer to just change where they deposit your money. It's a simple form they have. It's a direct deposit form that any company has. And then bingo, your money is switched over to a different bank. And I would say the, the thing that probably gets most people tripped up about it is bill pay. Wait a second, I've got all my bills, uh, my gas bill, my cell bill, my car bill, my rent. Um, but even that, most of the banks now are tapping into the same database so that if you want to switch your Verizon telephone bill, all you do is put your account number in and it self-populates your bill pay information automatically. So uh, my guess is that if you turn that 20 minutes into 45 minutes with a glass of wine one of these nights, you could fully switch your bank over and your bill pay and be done. It's not that big of a big of a pain. And I again, I think when you start comparing it to the other activities that we that we do in terms of refilling a water bottle, recycling, composting, this is a one and done activity. It's not mm -hmm. something you have to do every day. And so it is unquestionable that your bank is part of your personal supply chain and to take care of it and look after it and analyze it just like you do other parts of your life makes a ton of sense. I also love that you say pour a glass of wine. I don't say everyone is a drinker, but whatever you want to treat yourself with, coffee, tea, kombucha, beer, it doesn't have to be a mundane task. You can just say to yourself, okay, 
I'm going to sit down for an hour with a glass of wine and I'm going to empower myself, making sure that moving forward, I will have my money in a bank that is funding the betterment of our planet and not the destruction thereof. Unfortunately, Bank of the West is not available in all states right now, but there are other good banks out there too. So if you want to give some quick advice on how to find the right ones, like what are some questions people should be asking themselves or the bank when finding one to trust and go for? You know, the question that that I always say is, uh, what are your policies? Because what I've seen is I've seen some of the banks that don't have strong environmental policies. If you look on their website and you read it, you're like, wow, these guys are really committed to the environment because they've got, look at, they've got this pledge and they've got this commitment. And I kind of don't really pay that much attention to the copywriting and the pledges and the promises. I, I look for policies. So I think the first question you can ask is, do you guys have any policies related to what you do with your customers' deposits, whether they're consumer deposits or their business deposits? Ask what policies they have. I want to also ask you, are you starting to see a movement in this field? I don't know about you, but I feel like there is starting to be some momentum around all of this with people like Jane Fonda out there pushing her fire drill Fridays, for example. So how do you feel? Is this working? Are people starting to become more aware of what their money is doing? I think for sure, you had fire drill Fridays, you have Stop the Money Pipeline. I think Bill McKibben and his writing and his organization, 350.org, have really uh, done a lot to raise awareness about the role that money plays in climate change. I believe one of my favorite headlines is, money is the fuel on which climate change burns. And that was from an article that Bill McKibben wrote for the New York Times. I think there are numerous articles and uh, numerous organizations that have raised the salient level of awareness of this issue. I think absolutely. And I think what we've seen as a bank since we've gone public, because a lot of these policies from our bank uh, have been in place for five years, but it was only a couple of years ago that we decided to go public with them and really use them to differentiate our bank. And we've seen brand consideration, which is how you know a measure of uh, how many people are considering your bank versus others. We've seen that jump a full 50%, which is almost unheard of when you look at brand health measurements. To see a brand increase by 50% is, is really incredible. And we've seen our new-to-bank customers increase by anywhere from 35 to 45%. So yes, it has not only getting more awareness, but people are, are to uh, refer back to your opening comments, people are starting to vote with their dollars. Okay, this is all obviously super amazing news, but to be completely realistic, not everyone is going to wake up and do their work and move their money to a different bank. That's just, I think, what we have to just, you know, understand and be realistic about. But even if a few of us do it, do you think it will have an impact on a bigger scale? Yeah, in some ways, it's a little bit like voting, right? So yeah, I think the power of the collective is incredibly important. And if there's one thing, even if even if you believe in the power of capitalism and the free market, that, that businesses tend to follow what consumers are doing. And if consumers move in mass, you can change an entire market. And I think just think about what's happened with organics and that consumers are starting to man, demand organics. They sell organic yogurt in Walmart now. And when you think about consumer behavior and what it can do, no, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, would anybody ever pay $45 for a reusable water bottle? No way. 
But now everybody's got a hydro flask and they're going back and spending $15 every time they lose the cap. And so the, the, the power that consumers have when they change their behavior, industries notice and industries shift. And so I think absolutely individual action matters. I always say individual actions set trends. Trends start movements and movements change how people think and feel and that ultimately changes the world. So we really have to remember that, that no one is too small and whatever we do makes a difference. And I also really want to ask this question because I love this narrative so, so much. And I know that Bank of the West is very different in this sense in how you think about and see female entrepreneurship. So give us a quick insight. How is empowering women in business actually good for the planet? Oh my gosh. Well, there's a ton of data on empowering women actually addresses climate change. And there's tons of data that shows that women-owned businesses are successful. They have less debt. So there's a ton of data out there about the positive impact of accelerating, empowering female entrepreneurs and female businesses. So if you're a woman and wants to start a business or just become more empowered in your spendings and how you deal with your money, remember that who you are and how you think matters. And remember that that female touch and mindset is actually very beneficial for the planet. So keep that in mind. Just do you, be you, be feminine and awesome. And onto another thing that I really want to talk about, Ben, because this is something super exciting in my opinion, and it's something that you guys are about to launch end of this summer. And you can call it sort of a do-good bank account, and I'm dying to learn more. So please tell us more about this new thing of yours. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a little bit of context. You know, I, I think traditional banks, they... Uh... They have sponsorship agreements a lot of time with sports teams or something like that. And what we've decided is, is that we want to take a significant amount of the money that we would normally spend on sponsorships, and we want to sponsor environmental organizations. And so we're very proud to have joined three major environmental organizations. One is 1% for the Planet which was founded by Yvonne Chouinard, the, uh, the founder of Patagonia. The second is Protect Our Winters, which was founded by professional sports athletes and activists to reverse climate change so that the winter sports season doesn't eventually disappear. And the third is the Conservation Alliance. And the Conservation Alliance is just an incredible organization who goes out and buys and protects public land. And so far, they've protected over 72 million acres in, wow. in North America. They're just an incredible organization. And so with these three organizations, we've sort of come up with a little bit of an ecosystem. We started and are going to launch in July the very first bank account designed for climate action. It's called the 1% for the Planet account. And it's the first and only bank account that, A, gives 1% of the, the revenue of the product back to environmental causes at no cost to our customer. Second, it allows you to track the carbon impact of your purchases. So not only will it track how many dollars you spend, it'll also track how many pounds of carbon you spent as well. It also comes with a biodegradable, compostable debit card and is a fully featured bank account with, with uh, no monthly fees, uh, no minimums, et cetera. And so the interesting thing about this account is that the environmental cause that the account gives back to is protect our winters. And so we are incredibly excited about this. This is going to launch in late summer. 
and uh, we're really looking forward to putting a sustainable finance tool in anybody's pocket. I think one of the great things about sustainable finance is that it has the power to have huge impact, but so far, so much of the sustainable finance tools like some of the mutual funds or green bonds have really been only available to people who have a lot of money. But this is, this is a way for anybody to take climate action and it puts sustainable finance in your purse, your wallet, or in the back of your phone or in your phone. I'm just smiling because this makes me so happy. And for anyone who's listening and who wants to learn more about this, first of all, will this be available to anyone? And secondly, how can someone sign up to get more information? So it'll be available in the 19 state where Bank of the West is, which is primarily the Western states, but it, we, we go as far in as, uh, as Missouri. And uh, you can go to bankofthewest.com and you'll see something in late July front and center about the 1% for the Planet account. And we'll be all over Instagram and social media when this thing launches. We've got some incredible ambassadors, some professional athletes, actually a particular athlete who uh, is one of the very few people who climbed Mount Everest and skied down. So we've got some great wow. athletes who are going to be the inaugural card holders and account holders, and they're going to be uh, using their social networks to amplify this. And we're, we're just incredibly excited about this. We're not going to launch this the way that uh, we've ever done anything before. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting launch here come uh, late summer. What is a simple tip that you can give anyone, even if it's just a shift in a mindset, and how we think about money. Like, how do you think people should start thinking when it comes to their own money? I, I, well, I think people need to start thinking about their money as part of their ecological footprint, uh, just like they look at plastics as part of their footprint, just as they look at how much they travel or how much they drive as part of how much they leave their lights on. I think they need to be thinking of it as part of their ecological footprint. But I think, you know, one of the things that I've said publicly, and it sounds pretty harsh, but the simple thing that I that I do for myself is, you know, stop doing businesses with companies that trash the planet for profit. And I think most people, you don't need to read a 12 page analysis. I think you can tell by whether or not a company's packaging, by a company's policies, by a company's people as to whether or not they are privatizing the profits and socializing the costs environmentally. And I think you can spot them from a mile away. And I think one of the easiest things we can do is stop patronizing businesses that do that. I have one final question, and it's all about my word, retruthing, because here on Hey Change, we're all about rethinking our current realities to pave paths for new possibilities, mindsets, and worlds. And my word, retruthing, means they take something in your life or in your world that you find to be truth to you right now and that you flip the narrative to retruth it and find something new to live by. So if you were to retruth something right now, anything, what would that be? I would say the one retruthing is that ah, one person doesn't matter. I think it's really easy to think about that and that my vote doesn't matter. My one individual purchase doesn't matter you know, everything, it's really up to corporations to change, or it's really up to politicians to change. At the end of the day, corporations are made up of people. And politicians are, are put in and put out of office by voters. And I think the big retruth thing is that individual action absolutely matters. 
Hey guys, I hope you learned a lot and I'm also going to include a bunch of links in the show notes so you can go and check them out to learn more. And I hope that you understand now what an incredible power you have as a consumer in today's world and that the choices you're making really, really do matter. So don't ever forget that. Empower yourself, make a difference, continue to be awesome. And if you like this show, please head over to whatever platform you're on right now. Leave me a quick review and some stars. Please give me five if you like the show. It really helps me grow and reach more people just like you. So I so appreciate it. Thank you. Until next time, have an awesome day and I hope to chat with you again soon.